0: Welcome back to part two of the Dreadcast, Friday the 13th, part one and two discussion.
1: I don't want to scare anyone, but I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, I'll tell you he's still out there. Some sort of demented creature. Surviving in the wilderness. Full grown by now. Stalking. Stealing what he needs. Living off wild animals and vegetation. Some folks claim they've even seen him. Right in this area. The girl who survived that night at Camp Blood, that Friday the 13th. She claims she saw him. She disappeared two months later. Vanished. Blood was everywhere. No one knows what happened to her. Legend has it that Jason saw his mother beheaded that night. And that he took his revenge. A revenge that he'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters his wilderness again. And by now, I guess you all know. We're the first to return here. Five years, five long years. He's been dormant, and he's hungry. Jason's out there, watching. Always on the prowl for intruders, waiting to kill to devour. Thirsty for young
2: blood.
3: But I don't... To be fair, I think most of my... Oh, that was it. Oh, yeah. A lot of the killers, not a lot of the killers, counselors. Sorry, they're not actually killed off until over, well over the halfway mark. Yeah,
0: Annie is the first, um, but other than that, it takes a while. They're very, yeah, yeah, it
3: takes a while. I did notice though that, especially when Pamela's making a round, like she's stalking out the camps, I was sitting there going. This is this is a heavily influenced scene by Michael Myers, mm. who is who is known for his stalking, he will just mm. watch. Mm. And I was like, that is clearly a reference to that. She's just in the background, kind of just sitting there looking at them. Oh, that was it. I didn't remember there was a bit where No, again, that's part two. I'll get to that in part two.
0: Some of those those shots kind of kind of bother me though, where it's the POV of her in the broad daylight. Yeah. Watching a counselor, but she's clearly in view of this counselor.
3: Yeah, could
0: really I, see a human being just standing that, 15 20 that feet away.
3: That it really bothered me, bothered me, me at, at times. Part two. Yeah, it's um, I want to say it's the sporty one, the one who owns the dog in part. Oh, two, yes,
0: yes, the yeah,
3: it's a bit where she's looking for the dog, and obviously, the killer is like watching her. And she literally looks at the camera yes. and goes, Mittens? Yeah. And I was sitting there going, if, you, if, you, if this is the killer's point of view, she'd be looking at this bloke going, Bagman? Yeah. <laughs> or, to be actually, to be fair, if, you know, obviously these are let's be honest, these are not stupid teenagers. These are, you know, well rounded characters, counselors in these films. If you're out in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere, near to a camp that had a really bad history of, you know, death, and you saw some bloke standing in the woods with a bag on your head, I wouldn't be standing there. I'd be probably running in the other direction going, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I, mm, well, now, as I said earlier on, we're going to be jumping between part one and part two. Yes. Part two is Jason. Jason is the killer. Oh, yes. spoiler, whatever. We said the spoiler oh. We did the spoiler alert hours and days ago. Yeah, we did. But you just said bag, man. Now, something yeah. I don't know... The facts on this, because I haven't had time to do my research, and I'll get a bad grade for this. You know, my dissertation of Friday the Thirteenth, whatever. Uh, we're a horror podcast; and we don't have every single bit of information in this Bible to hand. It's no. fine, okay? Everyone, calm down. It's fine All if right. I get it. If we get it wrong, anyway. Bagman, as we're calling him, yeah. Bagman Voorhees. <laughs> he, so his his attire, which you don't see for again. It's POV for the whole film until about an hour, hour and 10 in. Yeah. He's got, um, dungarees on the checkered shirt and this, what looks like a white bag over his head. Yeah. But sack bag is it actually a sack? Because he kills um, two of the counselors who are making whoopee in bed. Yeah. Right. But the bed is full of white sheets, white pillowcases. Yeah. He then, once he killed them, he then hides in that bed until our main protagonist, the final girl, Ginny, comes in. They're in the house. Oh, no, it's not Ginny. Sorry, it's another counsellor who I'll get onto in a minute because she really fucking annoyed me. Um, (laughs) This other counsellor, she sees what's going on in this room and suddenly she gets the jump scare of Jason. And that's where you first see Jason with quote-unquote bag on his head. My thought was... Is that a bag? Because this is the first time we've seen him. Or is that a pillowcase? Has he quickly put uh, a pillowcase on his head? Honestly, I'm not sure. I'm looking at again. Like I don't it now. know the facts. So I don't know how what the design was. It's probably again in this Bible that I hold up right now. Um, it probably could be a sack, but it made me think. Has he just quickly? On a might, or,
3: the thing is though it looks like he's he's tied something around and that was the other thing neck yeah um potentially what I would know is why he's only got one eye hole that kind of annoyed me yeah. I don't know why it's, he's got one eye hole I'm like just cut the second eye hole out he's a, a very far,
0: simple person
3: spoilers the reason why he wears a mask is because his face is quite deformed and he doesn't mm. like people seeing his face well, but the, the, I would personally I'd cut another eye hole out
0: yeah, well, knowing him, he'd probably do it while wearing the bag.
3: yes, probably would do. But oh, it's a
0: burlap sack. It is, it is burlap a burlap sack. sack. Okay, I was just, I wasn't sure. I was like, that'd be quite, that'd be quite something, quite a connection that it's it's linked to the bed that he just killed the two counselors in. Mm. Like, oh, here's, um, I need to
3: cover my face. Do that. Put the pillowcase on. Um, yeah, so apparently the reason why foreheads. they did it is because the costume designer when they came up with the idea to have his face concealed, mm. they came up with the burlap sack because where Jason lives. And he, we get to see Jason's like house where apparently he's been hiding this whole time, mm. even though, you know, his mother was technically his mother should have found him. But anyway, that's that's one of these long running things. It's like, well, if Jason didn't drown, what on earth has he been doing whilst his mother's been out killing people? Now- but it's never touched mm. upon. <laughs> That is one was of the
0: first points on yeah. my Friday the Thirteenth Part Two notes on my phone, which we'll, I'll get to. It. There's a couple more things I just want to discuss with Part One. If, if unless you have you got anything more of Part One that you want to you'd like to discuss? No, or... honestly,
3: to be fair, my Part One is kind of done. I had so, more notes on Part Two. To be fair, with Part One, there's a couple of things I noticed. Well, that it's
0: the Friday the Thirteenth films. If you're You've never properly seen them, but you're aware of them. They're set at a camp, right? They're set at a, a camp by a lake in the woods, a forest, middle of nowhere. Yeah. For the most part, they're all shot and set there. I yeah. Something that really threw me is a little thing. There's a scene in the di- in a, a diner in part one, which is completely away from the camp, which is with Steve. Oh, yeah. That's where Steve goes, and then he comes yeah. back to the camp. And it just it just threw me that. Oh, it's not that there, there is these. Just odd scenes that's outside of the camp. Hmm. You just assume it's all set at this
3: camp. It's like with, with part two. There's It's they all go to set the bar. at the camp apart from that bar scene. Yeah. Which is then, ah, as I a- mentioned, my. Oh, yeah. And
0: Alice's house at the beginning.
3: Oh, yes. Alice In the suburbs. The beginning as which well. I have a big point on. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Let me have a look. What's my first notes? Most of my first notes is, again, it's. It was great to see the return of the POV shots because, of course, they're probably like, well, we're doing a sequel, but we don't want to give away mm. who the killer is again. Although it's, I think it's kind of hinted at pretty early because obviously Alice's, the, the, the prelude in part two mm. is set two months after the events of the first film. Alice is suffering mm. from PTSD. She's kind of locked, not locked herself away, but she shut herself off from society to kind of like process what's going on. Mm. And obviously, then she hears like a sound in her apartment. Then she hears something opening, and she starts to freak out a bit because she's thinking, "Oh my God, she's back. She's after me." Turns out it was just her cat. But it's when she opens up the fridge and she sees the severed head of Pamela Voorhees, and then obviously, you know, she meets her untimely demise. The whole time I was watching this, I was like, "This hallucination again?" Mm. Mm. But then the film cuts out afterwards, and it's only mentioned a little bit later by, again, lead counselor teacher when they're in a bar scene. No, not a bar scene, where they're sitting around a campfire, and they're like, the only survivor disappeared. Yeah, yeah. And again, you're like, <laughs> when you hear that, you're sort of like, did she die? Or did she just, was, was that a trick of her mind, and she's just vanished, mm. and she has just left? I like that. I did like that.
0: Just before I get onto my rant about exactly what you've, I, it's a little rant. I'll be honest about what you've okay. just discussed. That's all right. We do have to discuss one and a half more things about part one. Okay, and the half is just a little thing that I noticed. <clears throat> they they genuinely kill a snake in part one. It's not a pre- effect. I... They I found out it's a oh. real snake, oh. and the reason they did it. It wasn't part of the film to begin with. It's an improvised shot. Well, improvised, but planned out. Okay. Because Tom Savini did the effects for it. And while they were shooting it, he discovered a snake in his cabin one night.
3: Damn. So okay.
0: it was his decision to get it into the film. And that's a real snake that they hack up. And this is oh, before geez. Animal Rights, Peter, and all that was more, you know, in your face. Oh, I about didn't it. know that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And, well... It's uh, it's not... A, it's it
3: was a different time.
0: Different times. It's not as bad as Cannibal Holocaust, but they did that. Oh, it's yeah. It's still bad. But that was the half point. The last point, the big point we, we, we have completely missed is one of the, if not the best fake out slash jump scare at the end of any horror film.
3: Oh, of course. Yes.
0: If you are first... Is it's is your first time watching Friday the 13th and you do not know anything about it, including the very ending, There, I can guarantee you, you will not see that coming. No, you probably won't. Similar to Saw. I can guarantee you will not see that, even more so than Saw. You will not see that yeah. ending coming of Jason, or whatever it is, it is Jason, jumping yeah. out the water and wow I, I, it's hard to describe the ending because of
3: i see yeah it's it's hard to describe it because it, they do it again at the end of part two yeah With the fake out yeah at the end of part one she's you know she's alice has won her fight she's decapitated pamela oh god i have another thing about
0: her decapitation
3: god we'll do that yeah, in a minute she, <laughs> she lops it yeah and then she alice kind of gets on a boat and she pushes out into the lake because obviously I'm guessing she's like, I'll be safe from the boat, uh, middle of the lake. Even though she's been told the story about how Jason drowned, they never found his body. You know, to her mind, she's like, I've just survived. This is it. Yeah. And then, yeah, she sees the police officers on the, the island. And this is, this is in the morning. And then Jason rises from the depths as a child, grabs her, the boat flips. And then the, the, it freeze frames. You're like, that's the end of the film. Except it's not. And she wakes up in a hospital where a nurse sticks the biggest needle mm. into her spine. As I was watching it, I'm like, you would be wincing in pain if that thing went into your spine because it's some sort of like high powered, I don't know, sedative. And she's just like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And the doctor's like, she sits there, he goes, oh, where's the boy? Where is he? Where's he? They're boy? like, who? It's like, the boy in the lake. They're like, uh, there's no boy in the lake. We just found you, you know, unconscious in a boat. She's like, oh, he's still out there then and i was like did it happen did it happen though leaves it up to speculation you were just told you were found in a boat yeah asleep Mm. and i did i think to me that you can kind of see that the way the reason they did that may have been because they were like we don't know if this is getting a sequel because let's because when this film came out it was friday the 13th Mm. not part one no it was just friday the 13th only because it did well did they make it part two so you could kind of see they were like, okay, they've left it. Pamela's dead. Jason is alive or dead. We don't know. It's a little funny fake out. Leave it at that. But yes, they then do it again at the end of part two. I They probably did it at the end of part three. I think being no, at
0: the end of part two, you if you'd seen part one, you would have to have in your mind just a little bit of... Oh, is he is he dead mm. is this gonna mm, this is all seeming a bit too hunky-dory
3: a bit too happy mm. It's it might be because of obviously crazy ralph mentions the death curse yes that's on there yeah yeah so potentially they may be like ah yeah he's a he's alive is yeah. but that the end of part one
0: is whether whether you believe it happened in the film or not it's incredible because yeah you've gone you've just witnessed a pure sl- a classic slasher film. You think your slasher's dead. Well, she's very dead. You think your final girl's got away, and then, without any build-up, she is swept under water from his canoe by, by what looks like, if you freeze frame it, by frame by frame, this completely mutated child. Oh yeah. And you you, you, don't you think... can only see it by freeze framing it, shot by
3: shot. It's very quick. I don't think because it's <clears throat> it's only in one of the later films where we we f- we fully see a the young Jason Voorhees and he is very deformed. I know it's mentioned that he was bullied as a child mm. and I think the they wreck they changed it so Oh no they didn't. The counselors were ignoring it so the counselors were just not paying attention to anything that was going on when Jason drowned. Mm. And I believe they made it so the other ke- the other kids on the camp tricked him onto a boat knowing that he couldn't swim and Pamela actually states this she, I mean I think she was going to say when she was she was in that rage moment with Alice and she says Mike Jason was and she stops and then she says he couldn't swim yeah she doesn't she was go I reckon she was going to say he was special but mm-hmm. they she didn't want to say that she just wanted to say oh she knew he was obviously you know
0: i think mean, they allude to that in the remake don't they, they i talk have not about that you've never seen the remake
3: i did not want to i saw you it never I... wow i didn't know yeah. that That's no i read about it and i was like yeah because obviously bear, they changed friday like the 13th a...
0: fan over here folks yeah give us it all that it's
3: like when it's like when the newer nightmare and l street reboot came out and i was like, eh, no. Because yeah, I that I, I will no. not watch. That I will not watch. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I saw the I saw the picture for it and I was like, no, I'm good, thanks. And so yeah, so they 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 know he can't swim. Yeah. And they trick him onto a boat and they push the boat out and they told him like go and get something out there. And obviously the boat collapses off whatever and he drowns. And the council's like, Oh, oh dear. Oh well, personally, that's a shitter. Th- that's a shitter. <laughs> that's a shitter. Oh dear. See, personally, I thought I that could have made for an that could have made from an interesting Friday the Thirteenth film. Yeah, is Pamela not only goes after the counselors, is she goes after the kids as well that forced him on the boat, and that could have been an interesting one. Obviously, they killed her off after mm. part one. Or what you could do if they ever do a Friday the Thirteenth part. Part eleven. I want to eleven that takes place after part whatever, and ignores the later films. You have it. So Jason, see, I actually think I mentioned this to you. Is Jason leaves Camp Crystal Lake? Yeah. As an adult, and he hunts <laughs> down the kids that pushed him on that boat in the first place. Oh. That could be an interesting Friday the Thirteenth film. Technically, oh, here comes my rant, which I was really bothered about. Technically, he oh, does yes. leave. <laughs> Technically, he
0: does leave the camp. At the beginning of part two, this, this actually bothered me, right? So part two is only two months after okay. the end of part one, right? Yeah.
3: And
0: if we're oh, to believe, yeah, cool. and, and if we're to go with the theory that he did drag her off the boat and somehow maybe she got back on the boat and then passed out, right?
3: Yeah.
0: And then he ran, he scurried away two months when Alice, it's Alice, not Annie. When Alice, as you described in her apartment, is hearing these sounds, gets spooked. It's not the cat. It's Jason. When Jason yeah. kills her, he is a pretty grown man. He's taller than her. Oh, yeah. He's, He's dressed. How did he track her? He's clearly mm. simple-minded. He's clearly a bit special. How did yeah. he track her in the, mid eight, in the early 80s with in the middle of no fucking phone. nowhere? No cell phone. No internet. There was nothing like that how was he able to track her down and grow and become a man? It, yeah. So that's what leads me to the speculation that there may be at the end of part one that didn't happen. And he already is a yeah. grown ass man, just somewhere in the woods in that shack yeah, um, that we find in part two.
3: That, I mean, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I obviously when again, I can't lead counselor training guy, Ginny's, in number two, boyfriend or whatever in number two, uh, when he's Paul, around the camp, and he explains this story, yeah, but again he's very he's the choice of words is not, oh, they found her body. Oh. it's very much she just disappeared after yeah. too months, she vanished, mm. and I think because then the main part of Friday thirteen part two is set five years after the events of the first film, yeah. which is fair enough for him to is, be bigger
0: and grown and
3: yeah. But it's also seven years after he would have drowned. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, if he was a teenager, maybe when he drowned, he would be in his early twenties by then. So you, he would be, you know, a grown adult. So potentially, Alice may have, if she did hallucinate the head and everything after that, maybe she was like, you know what, fuck this, I'm out, and just left, left her apartment, and went, I'm off, and mm. disappeared. Mm. So you could, I mean. I think, again, that's one of the Friday the 13th questions that everyone has. It's how on earth did he grow that quickly if yeah. he was a child and then he's a man. Obviously, in the later films, we know he's some sort of supernatural undead machine. So, I don't know, maybe Crystal Lake was like, yeah, here you go, a, a uh, I don't know, growth potion. you can and simply call that. him a monster. You could just call him a monster. I mean, yeah. effectively. Well, no. One of my notes for part two is, is in Friday Thirteenth Part Two. He is um, he is human. He is human. He's oh yeah, he is human. He is not enhanced. He's strong, but he's not enhanced. No, at no, all he's not by some. And I like that. I like the fact that. And it's I... oh, it's Paul. That was it. His name is Paul.
0: Yes, yeah, Paul. Yeah, the camp leader, the counseling trainer where yeah.
3: Ginny and Paul have returned, and they've they spotted the, the bed bedsheet full of blood. Where he's mm. he double impaled the two getting yes, on. Yes, yes, yeah. And they're like, okay, this is not a prank. Something's going on here. And Paul is actually almost able to hold Jason off for mm. a little bit. He's able to go toe to toe with him. Yeah, which shows that he's not this, you know, you know, enhanced. Not enhanced. Although
0: that really bothered me because she could have helped, and she for I, a good ugh. ten to fifteen seconds she's standing there cowering. Fine,
3: you're scared, I, but do something i did <laughs> yeah i did that was literally my my note was paul manages to hold off jason while Ginny is useless and does nothing that's basically i going yeah all right cool cool i'm like you yeah. just had a poker in your hand club the man over the yeah. back of the head you could have ended the <laughs> franchise here and there yeah but there you go you don't friday 13 part two it's, it's like we were saying earlier when we you know we were setting up this episode is it's a great it's a it's a different you technically may not have to watch part one to understand what's going on with part two no you could because watch they recap alone. you can because they kind of recap the first especially when alice's ptsd mm. and she reruns the scenario in her head mm. In a very clever way, they're like, "Ah, she's having these flashbacks, and we're going to recap the film." Mm. Now, I'm going to point something out to this. So, oh, yeah. I like learning trivia about this thing. Yep. This film is only one hour and twenty-six minutes long.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: So it's fairly—it's shorter than the first one. Mm. Two minutes of that is taken up by uh, credits and mm. titles. So effectively, the film is one hour twenty-four minutes long, and the first six and a half minutes of this film is just a recap of the first film i thought it felt long yeah yeah so when you take out the six and a half minute recap and so effectively you're losing about nine minutes of this film this film is only is about one hour 13 minutes long it's a really short horror film and what was that film you watched recently oh that was it halloween kills that awful film where when you watch it (laughs) you bring it up so much I know, but I'm, well, I'm going I'm not gonna go. I'm, I could go off I've rant about Halloween. I know, like, I know. I'm gonna compare the time frames because the Halloween Kills runtime is again it's very short. It's mm, only again mm. like an hour and twenty minutes. But is it? Are you sure? Like, Wait, well, it feels like it. <laughs> what? Hour and twenty but, of uh, the,
0: the the chanting. Yeah.
3: But like half an hour of it, or thirty-five minutes of that film is just a re- is just them filling in something that happened in after, during the events of Halloween 1. Yeah. And then when you look at it you're like I've only got like 40 minutes of an actual new film here. The rest of it is stuff I've seen in Halloween. I don't need to see that again. So that's kind of what I was comparing to. So the film is actually quite short and I noticed that the council the new counselors do mm. don't actually start dying until about 48 minutes into the film. Yeah, it all, ha- again, so it all point, happens towards the end. Yeah, and again, at that point in time, you're like, there's only about half an hour left of this film. Mm. So it's like, Jason's got to get his groove on here, and he's got to kill him quickly. Although, mm. to be fair, he doesn't actually kill all of the counsellors. He doesn't. No, one's Some of left them them at the bar. never return from the bar. They yeah. just stay in the bar. And I'm like, good choice there. Good choice, guys. Yeah, I would
0: something I noticed at the end of both of them that bothered me because uh, like we just discussed the ending kind of up to speculation so is part two because mm-hmm. she um Ginny is also uh so so the end of the part two they think they've gotten away from Jason but she's right by a yeah. window and Jason dives through a window slow motion the Hitchcockian music kicks in re. Yeah. <laughs> He grabs her and pulls her through. And that is, again, if you look closely, I mean, I think she gets it a bit clearer. You see Jason's deformed face. But after yeah. that, she's then loaded into an ambulance and she's like, where's Where's Paul? Yeah. Where's What made me think, uh, who called the police? Who called the ambulances at the end of both films? Who called all the authorities?
3: How did yeah. they get there? I mean, effectively, you could say that was Paul. If... You never know what happened and, to Paul. See, that's the thing, and you don't until you potentially watch part three. Yeah. And see, that's the problem. We only want to cover part one and two because obviously <laughs> this is art. But the way that Halloween Friday the 13th, not Halloween Friday the Thirteenth, was set up, yeah, is the first four films were effectively supposed to be the film.
0: Yeah, you yeah. watch
3: part one, two, three, and four because at the start of part three, we follow Jason, who is who is he's got he's got the machete through his arm yes yeah. and he's he's on the run because when he breaks through the window he doesn't have that if i remember rightly the machete's gone
0: uh, no he does he does, oh, it, does. Is in, it is okay. in him yeah it is in
3: him so he's he's got it in him and he's running he's just trying to escape mm. and that's when obviously the new people who are arriving to you on a holiday they run into him and you know kicks off the, the story mm. Mm. so i would say they followed the fake out from the first film Mm. and it's Ginny imagines him smashing through the window. She's having a bit of a, you know, she's having a bit of a breakdown. She's just found Pamela's severed head. They've knocked Jason unconscious. He's down for the count. You know, she thinks she's killed him, and she, I don't know, she collapses, and Paul calls the ambulance and says, look, you've got to get out here. This has happened. Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. Because that could explain Mm. the events of, you know. But then who does it in the first one? Uh, Alice is the only one alive. Uh, oh,
0: who calls the who? How does she get from there to a hospital bed? Maybe I, it's not explained. Maybe a fisherman, a hiker, or something. I th- isn't it the police officer? I think it's the police officer. Well, the who, police officer is shown on the 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 the, uh, the land. The, the land.
3: No, isn't it? it the isn't it the police officer who drops Steve uh, Stephen off? And he says he'll come back for him. It, yeah, because during the storm, oh, Steve's on his come way back, back. Yes, and he says he'll come back for him.
0: He does. So maybe you're when right. he returns,
3: yeah. That's, so. That's probably where they come that. back and they find him. That could be it. That's a good
0: explanation. I'll, I'll, I'll I will accept that explanation. I think yep, that's I, fine. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's the Friday the Thirteenth continuity is. I mean, to I all mean, yeah, continuity well, yeah. is never the same. <laughs> yeah, but I mean these.
0: These first two are quite solid for, you know, compared they to the are, rest. Yeah. So,
3: but after that, they start playing hard and loose with what exactly is canon and what's not. Yeah. As you know, uh, to be fair, th- we'll we'll have to do an episode on sequelitis because I think oh, it'd be a course, great episode. Of yeah. Because you could take any horror franchise, especially if it's supposed to be serious. So we'll kind of we won't kind of include Child's Play because that's a horror yeah. comedy, kind of. And any serious horror film like Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, and Nightmare. Ra- let's take the, the three main ones: so Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and Friday the Thirteenth. You could go they five.
0: All... next Chainsaw and Hellraiser as well, because oh, they yep. suffer okay.
3: big yep. time from it. The big f- yeah. So those five, they all after maybe the third film mm. or something like that, they all start to get weird. They all start to go right. Let's add some funny moments into this. Let's add comedy into this. Let's add really action is. into this. And over yeah. time, you're like, this is not a horror film. This is some weird comedy about Jason on a boat, punching some dude's head off, not killing people, Ooh. and he's walking through Manhattan, and let's shove him on you know, the Late Late Show with, I don't know, whoever it is, as an interview. And you're just kind of like, yeah, okay, the franchise is tanked.
0: It's some creative going, I'm going to take it in a different direction. I'm going to yeah. be creative. No, not- no, don't do that. <laughs> Follow the you know formula. What?
3: I, I don't like Crystal Lake. You know what? I'm gonna have him in a flower shop and um he's not gonna wear a hockey mask. He's going to wear a cap and uh, yeah. Ooh. And some someone Ooh. at the studio went you know, fuck it, just just make it, we don't care. Yeah. People are gonna see it, it's Jason, just just kill him, just have some people kill something, it's fine. These two films they
0: are quite similar in a way, really. I mean Yeah. So if you compare oh, yeah. the killers in both, so Pamela in the first, Jason, in the second, they're both kind of doing it out of revenge, out of, no, oh, not, yeah, re- not revenge, i so. say vengeance, a different word. It's not quite revenge yeah. because Pamela's already got her revenge in a way by the original two counselors. She's mentally yeah. unstable and just, she's got this trigger about camp counselors. Jason is, he has seen his mum being hacked. Yeah. He has taken his revenge on Alice, but again, he's doing what his mum. He's going for the counselors again,
3: like similar to what his mum was doing. Yeah, it's see. I what I like about this Jason in particular is he is a he's a product of tragic circumstances. Oh, big time, he, big time. I'm sure when he was a boy, he was probably a lovely chap. Obviously, he was you know. They made it so he was, you know, he was deformed. He was mm. you know, mentally, his mental age never developed. He mm. was always as a child, and he was a he's a tragic circumstance. You know, he drowned as a kid, mm. and then when he grew up, if he was watching, he's then seen his mother getting decapitated, and to his child's brain, it was like they've just murdered people here have murdered my mother. I uh, no. And he obviously then goes, right, I'm going to get revenge on this when I'm an adult.
0: And to view that murder.
3: And to view that murder. To him, he would be like, my mother's done nothing wrong. What Mm. is happening here?
0: Speaking of that murder, I wanted to mention Pamela's murder. Pamela's murder. Pamela's death. So Alice uh, picks up the uh, machete that Pamela was wielding and manages to decapitate Pamela. As Pamela, I don't know, hey, I'm not a scientist, okay, but I play one on TV. Um, I don't know how the human body works. I'm just a a me, you know. Yeah. But it, when you get decapitated, it's there was your nervous system, your spine, everything. You're, you're instantly you instantly gone. Okay, up. right, okay. Her head is gone, but yep. her arms suddenly come into <laughs> shot and are waving around <laughs> as if to sort of like work where's out my where's head? my head? <laughs> It, yeah there's no brain to comprehend moving the arms to like maybe to move the arms in a, a crazy way but there's a direct Not that coordinated there's a direct coordination of her hands going up to where her head should be wondering where but her head isn't there yeah. so that that really kind of bothered me a bit the I... decapitation
3: itself looked great the effects were brilliant oh, yeah. for, for the time
0: that was actually I a really did... good decapitation
3: I did notice that, but I was too busy with the hands like, <laughs> yeah. do it, like again doing that. Ooh, that's my neck. There's, there's a vein there. Okay. It kind of really bothered me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think to be I think that's just night that's just nineteen eighties for you. I'd say, so like, so, yeah, yeah just, just do something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um Oh, that was it. I remember what I was gonna say now. There's a lot of really unusual fourth wall breaks in this film. Not speaking, but looking at the camera in very odd times and the first one is right at the start with Alice in the shower in you know, not the shower yes. the shower scene yes. in the shower scene like she isn't like you get the POV shot and then Alice like moves the curtain aside and just stares at the camera with a sort of like pissed off look in her face It's a good little fake out because uh, the camera
0: yeah. the camera as you said is acting as the POV walks she's having a shower walks into the bathroom and you think the killer is going to pull the curtain and kill her but yeah. It's the other way around. It's just
3: the camera. Yeah. And she, she looks at this camera at, at the, at the viewers. And I remember sitting there going, Oh, okay. It's, it's all right. You know, the yeah. fourth break. Okay, fine. But and then we, again, we have this really, like you said, there's some shots where, we the, we know where the killer, cause you get the iconic, that, you know, theme song again playing. Mm. And then it's the girl with, who owns mittens, the dog. Mm. And she, she stares at the camera yeah. when she's calling this dog, actually saying, "Is that you, Mittens?" And you're sitting there looking at, it going, "Okay, there's a cabin here, which it try, it looks like <clears throat> it's going to go behind, but then he's still, it would still, his head would still be round the corner, staring at her, and you're like, Is she looking
0: at the killer? Were- Is she looking at the camera?'
3: Yeah, but throughout the film, a lot of the characters will be doing something, and then they'll literally just glance at the camera, and then look away again, and you're like. Were you told to do that? Yeah. Or is was that just a mistake? And in the editing, they were like, "We have, we cannot get these shots anymore. Just that's the best shot. Just take it." So I know that's why one of my notes was weird fourth wall breaks at it's, odd times. That's
0: a, a bit more uh, more of an occurrence in part three as well. I think because of yeah. the three D aspect, 3D. so they, they had to be looking at the camera pointing stuff close to the camera but it's because of the 3d yeah
3: yeah i did one of my interesting ones was mm. i think it was, it was a little bit maybe about yeah again when the you know the kill start coming up mm. is the pov shots it kind of started to feel like it was a documentary mm. so someone the killer had the camera mm. and it was like i'm going to document this because this is my revenge and the more it went on the more i was like it has a kind especially the POV shots kinda of had that that feel to it, as if the killer's like, I'm going to make sure everyone sees what I did here Which would I think they did it there's a film recently called Spree, where it was like a a cab driver who was a bit psychotic filmed everything he did in his cab because he was like, I'm gonna be famous because everyone's gonna see what I did. Actually no, The Rise of Leslie Vernon did it first. That's a that's Even a fantastic Tom film.
0: Did it first yes keeping tom did it for that was the, the pov
3: killer yeah also mm. i did really like this obviously we had the texas chainsaw massacre which was 1974 correct. it was good you're nodding i i'm getting my dates correct here we're, we're getting better we're getting better 1974 texas chainsaw massacre featured a character in a wheelchair which Franklin. probably up to that point in time was not really heard of because, of course, if you're in a wheelchair in a horror film, chances are your you know, chances of surviving pretty are slim. pretty slim. Pretty let's slim. Let's be honest. Which is, again, which is picked up on in this in Friday the 13th Part 2 where they have a character in a wheelchair. And I was like, that's, again, that's not really done in horror films. You don't really have characters in wheelchairs. No, and he
0: actually describes why he's in a wheelchair. It was He uh, was a motorbike accident.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I like that, again, about this film was they don't just make the counselors idiotic cannon fodder. Not at all. They all have backstories. Yeah. And you really do feel for, you really do feel for, I want to say his name is Mark. I'm terrible with names. And Mark is like, I'm not going to be in this wheelchair. I will walk again. Yeah. All these things. And you're like, I feel for you. I especially felt for him when he got the machete his to his face. His death is great.
0: His de- because <laughs> not just the, not just that he gets the machete in his face, but it's he's at the point of the top of the top of these stairs outside.
3: Oh yeah, where, and it's the longest stair fall.
0: Yeah, he but he doesn't fall out the chair.
3: No, his wheelchair starts
0: just rolling down these stairs, and it's at least two or three flights going down the hill stairs with a machete stuck in his face. It's that. It's when
3: it hits me, just that. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, yeah. A bit of a surprise there. I did notice though that obviously the the setting for Friday the One and Two is that there is a storm that goes on, mm. like a big storm, so no one can hear anything. And I must admit, now originally, nowadays you'd be like, "Oh, look, it's a big storm." Yeah, okay. But for these two, you can It kind of it works because obviously they're it's it setting a camp and. If you see like camp layouts, usually it's a campfire in the middle, the buildings are surrounding it, so it's kind of hard to be kind of hard to mask your movements. Whereas Mm. by having them make it during a storm and at night, it kind of works because you can get away with having the characters scream because no one can hear it. And actually, I think it's Ginny who touches upon this where she hears someone screaming and she goes, I swear someone's screaming. And I think it's Paul's. Like it's just the storm you're you're imagining it, and I was like, okay, that does work there. That does work in this case.
0: I was so glad as well they shot it at night, without yeah. a lot of harsh lighting, because it was it's a dark film at times because of it's oh, at yeah. night. You get some really bad productions, and I don't know why it sticks in my head. The first Hatchet film, okay, yeah, it's shot at night, but the amount of spotlights they sh- in some yeah. of the shots because the the moon. It's the moon, but the moon isn't that bright. The moon, I've no. like it's it done in many films, moons, but not not that bright. No, and when you're in the woods with no light around apart from the moon, it still would be pretty much pitch black. Oh yeah, right? It'd be dark. And uh, the worst thing I'm glad they didn't do was um, oh god, how is it pronounced? Uh, night that night a day where. oh yeah they'll shoot a nighttime shoot at daytime but they'll They'll fuck around they'll fuck around with the footage Mm. and it looks horrific like this was just just shot at night with
3: no no harsh lighting whatsoever the time frames actually i really like this all both part one and part two happen within 24 hours yeah because in the... Well, maybe not the, uh, the first one. Well, no, it's two I don't, months. Maybe not the first one. Mm. The part one is a few days, I believe. But part two, it's literally they arrive that morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's that time, yeah. And then they have the day. They get kind of said, oh, they... And then it's like, tomorrow we start. You can go out, have a, have a blast tonight, and that's it. And then oh, half of them die overnight. So the second one's all within 24 hours. Yeah. Which is... Time-wise, it's nice because obviously some horror films, it's like, oh, okay, this dude's been hunting us for like three weeks, and you're like, okay, just shorten the time frame a bit there. But... He's, he's
0: saying we could well this the, Paul, uh, the 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 discussion of Paul leans into part three, but as a whole, yeah. these two really do lend well to being discussed with each other. They yeah. they do or they you... just flow so well with each other.
3: I mean. One of our ideas that we had for obviously our slasher versus slasher segments was we thought, well, what we could do is we could do Pamela versus Jason. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is it's kind of hard to do, mainly because if you were to take the first two, these first two films, obviously Jason's then got, you know, eight other uh, seven other film, no, eight other films that you could pick from. Of which he gets, you know, gets powers, he gets stronger. He, he changes. Invincible, he's he's killable, different in a lot of, that. of the films, yeah. It's hard, it would be hard to compare him to Pamela because you'd be like, well, Jason wins hands down because he's an unstoppable undead killing yeah. machine. Pamela is just a middle-aged woman who's out for revenge. But even if you were to take part two human Jason, as we'll call him, they're kind of on the same footing because they roughly kill the same amount of people yeah. in kind of the same ways. There is no, you know, obviously in later films, Jason just picks people up, snaps them in two of his kneecaps and does all these things. Whereas in, in the, when he's first introduced, it's, you know, he uses things like a garrote wire. Yeah. And he's seen struggling to pin down a man who is physically almost as strong as him.
0: Yeah. He's the closest to Pamela in this yeah. film, without doubt. There they guess- are. The, the most similar in these two yeah. films you, you can't compare but, Jason from um, uh, the undead Jason from part 7 which was the, the girl with the no. telekinesis to Pamela
3: Like they're completely no. two different yeah. things that's probably why we, <laughs> we decided not to do it in our slash versus slash because yeah it, it would not work no I want to go back to the bar scene, mm. and this is why I asked you that question at the start: Is Pamela evil? Mm. And they act, they touch upon it in part two, and uh, part two is filled yes.
0: with law. Ginny, build Ginny's
3: upon, just... yeah, yes, they build upon the. I mean, at the start of the, when they're initially around the little campfire, they build upon the law mm. of Jason. Oh no, it's part two is not set around. It's set around a couple of days. Actually, thinking about it, they build around the law because we have the two counselors one who looks like brian johnson from acdc <laughs> yeah there his girlfriend's like i want to go see this camp this horrendous camp and he's like i don't really want to why would i want to go there mm. and then when they get there the police officer's like you should not be here and he's it's very obvious that they're like this place is off limits we don't know if jason's still alive loads of people died here do you have no respect for the and i mean you could kind of say that's the beginning of the teenager's in horror films that are like, I don't care what you say, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. Screw you. But then later on, they build up the backstory about Jason. It's like, no, he drowned. All these things. Then his mother went crazy, started killing people. But in the bar, Ginny really thinks about this, and she has this great little speech where she basically humanize Pamela in this film. It's it not to and sympathize is, with her in a way. Yeah, somehow like. They sit there going, How would you feel if yeah. your son was left in the care of these people that said, We will look after your children for a certain amount of time, you know, our eyes will be on them at all times. And then they don't do it, and your kid drowns because they're like, I'd rather go have sex in a shack than watch your kid as he's drowning in the lake. I... And she does. She sits there and goes, And then can you imagine being Jason having to watch your mother yeah. die and thinking, Okay, now I'm pissed? Because now this is my turn. And that
0: speech is so unique of us, because you don't get yeah. that humanizing from a lot no. of the ignorant, dumb teens you get in the slasher films. No,
3: it's it's rarely. I think the only other time it's done was in, I believe it's Candyman, mm. where you get the backstory behind the you know the origins of Candyman, and mm. you really feel, you have to you feel bad for this guy. Because, you know, he fell in love with someone, you know, as a black man, he fell in love with a white woman. Yeah. And the, the community was like, no, nah, screw that. We're not having this. And they, they torture the poor bugger and they cut off his arm. They fill him with bees. They, they do nasty things to him. And then when he comes back and he seeks revenge, you're sitting there going, no, no, I kind of agree with that. No, I can see where you're coming from. It's all right. Mm. But it's, it is. It's really done. I mean, Michael Myers doesn't need one. They're, they're like, Michael Myers is pure evil. He was born evil. That's it. Yeah, you're not gonna change him. No. It is what it is. Like... Exactly. You you don't change him. And and like with Chucky as well, yes, he had an abusive childhood, and again, you could say that shapes his character. Yeah. I don't know many others. Uh Pinhead is uh Pinhead is a demon, so you know, demon's gonna do what demon's gonna do. Yeah. But I loved that bar speech where she's trying to talk to Paul and I don't know the guy's name. He's no, one of the other survivors. His name?
0: He's one of the other camp, uh, camp counselors.
3: <laughs> yeah, and their two of them are just like I don't know. It's, Jason's not. I don't care. They yeah. they absolutely don't care. But this, I think, this is why Ginny is one of the most loved characters of the franchise. Because I think
0: she is. She's one of the best for Final Girls.
3: Yeah. because she's trying to understand these two characters, and you can just. I mean, if anyone was going to survive. Thankfully, it was her. I mean, she does survive. Yes, which is nice. Um, the actress actually left the acting industry. I think she she didn't do anything. I think she left in like two thousand and like three or something. She left. She actually came back in two thousand twenty one, where she reprised her role as Ginny in a Friday Thirteenth fan film. Really? Yeah, she did a voice role in a fan film. I thought it was really nice.
0: You know that she was in a film five years after this that we have already talked about.
3: Yes, she was in April Fool's Day. There
0: it is. She was. Yeah. Yes, which I brought uh, up yes. during that review. Yeah, and I was disgusted. I did. You didn't recognise her.
3: I know. <laughs> I, to be fair, It has been a while since i would seen part two, so I probably my memory for these things is pretty bad. You know Completely um, side
0: side. Com- the most side note of side notes. April Fool's okay. Day is a six point one of on IMDb. Halloween Kills as yeah. a 5.5. Ugh.
3: Well, I mean, yeah. uh, I can't remember what it was. I was talking to something was jogging my memory the other day. And then I was like, oh, it was, I think I've been, I think my missus had sent me a TikTok and it was like, oh, I need 216 days till Christmas. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, but then I sat there thinking, oh my God, it's going to be October soon. And we're going to have to get through Halloween ends. I was like, oh, I'm looking forward and, to uh, that.
0: I'm looking forward to that discussion. I. Yeah. Mm,
3: uh, i uh oh, i don't know well, as, no. as we
0: i don't in my episode as we start to wrap this up i don't know if you have much more yeah. to discuss but
3: um oh i did have a really funny uh no go go for it go for it Ah <laughs> my funny thing was um obviously we get we get pamela's head shrine yeah where jason collects his kills and i just remember looking at her head going she's very fresh despite it being like five years after a head was lopped off I'm like you're still looking somewhat fleshy.
0: It's quite fleshy. He's very good at preserving apparently.
3: Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> I just remember looking at it going that's just such a weird <laughs> <coughs> which again is another
0: psycho mo psycho um I wouldn't say homage but I mean you could say yeah, homage maybe. it's Norman Bates. I mean... He kept he kept his mum's
3: skeleton body. Did you did you catch the iconic line in horror films that survivors should never say, which is touched upon in Scream by Stu? Did you catch I'll be right it? right back. Yeah. It's mentioned by, I believe it's Vicky. She goes, uh, Yeah, it's Vicky as yeah, she's talking to Mark when they're playing the game, the yeah. hockey game for positions. And she goes, I'll be right back. And I was like, no, you won't. You said it. You said the words. That's it. He's
0: just as I was about to wrap this up, she's actually one of the deaths that annoyed me in part two. Now, as I mentioned, when I mentioned earlier about what I thought wasn't a bag was a pillowcase over Jason's head. Yep. So she goes into the room where the couple were making whoopee. They're dead. They've been moved out. Jason's hiding in the bed. She goes into that room and reveals Jason. He starts to back away to the door, like terrified. Oh yeah. Backs into a body. I think it's of the, the guy, uh, part of the couple that were making whoopee. She's yep. a good 10 foot away from Jason. Yeah. He picks up the knife and we're in POV mode and he's slowly approaching her. and She's just cowering. He could yeah. easily run out of the door. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. She's there for a good five seconds, which is a long
3: time with him moving slowly. He's not rushing. He's not rushing. Of course. What, what is that? That scene is referencing another very famous horror scene. Which one was it? We have literally, we've mentioned this film quite a few it's times tonight. Psycho? Nope. No. Hang on. We, we literally spoke about one of the sequels coming out about oh, Halloween. a Yeah. It's the Halloween. It's the opening scene from Halloween where he's dressed as oh, with the his ghost. Sister. Yeah. And he's got the knife and he kills his sister. He's dressed as a clown. Well, he just is a clown, but it's that POV shot where he's got the knife out. He's holding the knife as he's walking towards her. He's like, what are you doing? Don't kill... Uh, To be fair, one of the best (laughs) death faces ever was the girl who's literally making whoopee a minute ago. As he sees him, she just goes, oh! Yeah. And I was like, would you not be like, get off? (laughs) Yeah, oh, shit! get, (laughs) Jesus!
0: So, on IMDb, Friday the 13th Part 1 has a unanimous 6.4 out of 10, which I think could be a little bit higher but that's fair i think it's fair but um mm. part two let's have a look at part two i haven't look at the trivia part, as well part two we're looking at a six out of ten so pretty much similar and i think i think that's both that's fair for both of them i think all in all yeah. I, i've i hadn't seen these films in a long time and i've i've enjoyed re-watching them i really have um I did. I've I, seen part I like four them. and six because they're my favourites. I've seen part four and six a lot more than these two. Um but yeah, it was really good to rewatch them again and um admit, uh, point out a lot of things that I wouldn't have noticed the first time round, which we've discussed.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm biased because I'm a i am i you know I'm a huge Friday thirteenth yeah, fan. Of course. Annoyingly, of course. I have a I have a Friday the thirteenth corvid culture jumper which you cannot get anymore mm. and i only realized last week that i cannot find it and oh. i'm really not happy i think i've left it at my nan's house i hope it's there because otherwise i can't get this jumper anymore because the company went bust they shut down so i've been looking high and low for this jumper because i need to find it again it was a cyborg jason jumper so i don't want to lose it have you got a picture one the of it moment. I'll post. I'll send it to you so we can put it on the. Uh, oh yeah, socials. I'll put it on
0: the. On the well, what you could do if you can't find the jumper, you take the picture to a printer and you get them to oh, yeah. draw it up and print it on. Just print it onto another jumper.
3: I <laughs> might just do that actually. Yeah, if I can't find it, I'll just say, look, just take this jumper, and just remake it, please.
0: It's the best way to copy merch if you don't want to buy merch. Yeah, I might Let's have to draw something that. up on Photoshop
3: that's similar to mm. the merch
0: you want. Take it to a t-shirt printer and get <laughs> them to print it on a t-shirt.
3: Good idea, actually, yeah. Probably a lot more, uh, more cost-effective.
0: So did you say you had some uh, nice little trivia points to wrap this up with?
3: Well, interestingly enough, when Amy Steele was filming that final mm. scene, the fake-out where Jason was jumping through the window, mm. she was actually terrified of that scene. She knew it was supposed to break, but every time she, they heard them filming, she would honestly tense up because she knew that the guy playing Jason was about to come bursting That's through the window. so no
0: much better because you get more of a
3: real reaction a more honest reaction rather than an acting reaction this jason was also the shortest jason ever he was only six foot one obviously the jasons later on were monster men who were like six foot five and above and were uh, gigantic people pain holder was and i think i discussed a while back part three and
0: part four was a pretty really much a senior citizen stuntman in costume, and you can tell because of the way he runs. He runs like an old
3: man. That is true. Yeah. Who was he played but He was played by. Was it Ken Kersinger, Was it Richard Brooker?
0: Oh, Paul. Oh, Was. I had it here. Head White. Head White. That's the name. Oh yes, that was it. American Man, Yes, he. Yeah, he he was, he was gonna say he was born in 1926. Part 4 came out in 84. So he was 62 when he played Jason in Part 4. That and is looked, fairly old. He runs like a 62-year-old American stuntman in Part 4.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, to play Jason, he's not the quickest moving.
0: Well he's not in he the later run. ones, but in the early he's ones where like no. we discussed he he is in part two in a way. He does run, he does he does proper properly fight and tussle with Paul at the end. Later on, Jason is very stoic, very robotic.
3: That's true, actually, yes. Mm. Also, we didn't mention this, but this film doesn't actually take place at Camp Crystal Lake. It takes place nearby, whereas it I does. think most of the the rest of the films do take place or in Camp Crystal Lake, if I remember rightly. Yeah, not or, the same know,
0: location at the lake, but around the lake, for instance.
3: Fun, his last two bits of trivia. Oh, go for it. Go for it. When, uh, when they were coming up with Jason's name, they called him Josh. So it originally was supposed to be Josh Voorhees, but apparently they were like, Josh is not scary. So we'll call him Jason instead. Clearly, they didn't like the name Jason. They were like, Jason is a scary name. Let's call him Jason. Uh, yeah, and the original Jeff. movie title of part two mm. was Jason, which is quite amusing, considering that later on they had to call the films Jason. Yeah. I think that would have been awful
0: for the se- for the first sequel.
3: Friday <laughs> Thirteenth, and the next one goes Jason comes out later. You're like, uh, okay, a, this is a new horror film. He's yeah, just- I, that would have been that would have been awful. It would have been a big spoiler as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, it takes away the mystery. Go see the horror film Jason. It's like, there's a killer stalking people like, is it Jason by yeah. any chance? It's the name <laughs> yeah. of the film. Huh? So
0: we've discussed part one and part two. Yeah, We'll come back to the franchise a bit later on at some point, but to transition from this franchise to another franchise.
3: Yeah. Oh yes.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: what are we going to be looking at next So next i mentioned <laughs> oh, t- it earlier v- at the very start of this yeah. uh this episode i almost as soon as i said it, i went mm-hmm, shouldn't have said that whoops <laughs> may have given it away but we're going to be taking a look at freddie versus jason yes Oof. however yeah. we're going to be doing it on our own it's kind of freddie versus jason slasher versus slasher so we thought it'd be quite fun to take a look at this film Pit these two icons together, oh. and then go into a nightmare in Elm Street. Yes, yes, nightmare Elm Street. One.
0: Yeah, I am because we. It's like we're getting the. We're not. We're not kind of. We're not exactly reviewing Freddy vs. Jason. No, but we're, we, we're we, using it as a basis. As maybe. A, yes, yes. So we we're, get, we're getting the the pain oh. out of the way before we get to Nightmare on Elm Street.
3: I think to be fair, Freddy vs. Jason is quite a good slash versus slasher basis because. We can actually say, right, well, rather than going, right, which Freddy do we use, which Jason do we use, we can just sit there and be like, well, we'll just use these two because they're in the same universe. So whatever powers they have in this film, that's what will go off.
0: Exactly. So that will yeah. be next time. Um, hopefully we survive the, re- re- the watching material. And... Yeah,
3: I'm going to go watch a bit of it now, I think. Uh, oh,
0: well, you're braver than me. Uh, um, yeah. But until then... Um, Find you us probably, on all the socials, you find, probably yeah we, we we got socials we 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 do we have socials. socials we got plenty of socials. It's where are your good.
3: so where are your socials? You can find me on Twitter at Tainted Souls. You can find me on Instagram at Tainted Souls. You can find me now on TikTok as well at Tainted Souls. You can find me on all those three lovely platforms and on YouTube of course Tainted Souls. Where you actually know I have my YouTube channel Tainted Souls, but that's not where the YouTube videos are because I never get them uploaded. So they're over on Tom's channel, not mine.
0: And that channel is, which I have actually changed. I've been rebranding my own stuff. Um, You can find the channel at uh, on YouTube at Tomzilla. T o m z i double l a. It's a little bit easier than a double word, two word gaming grindhouse. So I just called it Tomzilla. Uh, But there is the official Instagram of the Dreadcast, uh, the underscore Dreadcast on on the Instagrams. Mm. And on the Twitter at Tom Grindhouse, I need to change that. But yeah, do follow mm. us there. And this podcast, you can find it on yep. Spotify, Podbean, Amazon slash Audible, Apple. Google, and Apple Podcasts. I believe I think that's look. all of them for now. Yep, and it's all just by searching the Dreadcast. Please do give us a please do give us a good rating. We try, we yeah. we try a good rating. a Follow, a subscribe, click the bell, click click all those things that people say on youtube videos and stuff and just do all the following and all the rating and all that jazz
3: what the algorithms so we can you know yeah get our name out there yeah
0: yeah but the the main social probably for this podcast is probably going to be the instagram the official for the official one the others are our own personal ones but the official one the underscore dreadcast on instagram
3: that's the one i believe that's it i believe so as well we haven't got an outro because we can never come out no
0: no we do we do we're sticking oh, we with it. We're sticking with it. We've committed to stay creepy.
3: Oh, we actually go. Oh, oh, okay, I, cool.
0: I, I think we should. It's so bad. We should.
3: Right, <laughs> okay. Well, there you go, listeners. You can stay creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>